The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. And yes, it's time to stampede into another edition of Mick Shots. Yes. Hey guys, I think we're kind of we're kind of running this into the ground. I think we need to revisit this. I don't. Yeah, I wasn't. A, we need to re- revisit this decision. Maybe after the Super Bowl. I wasn't expecting it today. Uh, the, still, I can't get over how it refers to the Senior Bowl at the beginning of it, but. <laughs> but hey, and, um, and we're past I, I, the that, senior ball. That's Chris doing that. Uh, tr- that's right. All if right. That's Chris doing that. Then he's he's stuck on he's stuck in a loop. That's what's going on. <laughs> that's right. All right. So I'm I'm about convinced the Cowboys aren't going to make it uh, to this Super Bowl. No, uh, it's the Thursday before the Super Bowl, Damn. and I don't think they're going to make really? it. But, but apparently, we've got mm. one out there in LA. I was going to say, looks like we're not making it either. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure big timers got appearances to make this week. That's right, man. You know, I, I, I can close the curtain here if you guys are feeling kind of left out. You know, if that'll make you feel better. Hey, you know what Everson's doing right now? He's there in a hotel room in L.A. He's waiting for that knock at the door. <laughs> oh, man. No. Boy, that's, that is, that is that's funny, brutal. Bro. That is, that is brutal. not funny. Because that's that, today, that I was, believe. That's cutting me pretty deep, bro. Yeah, that's that, cutting me pretty deep, and, man. And let me tell you, I have filled up my notebook, okay, today. <laughs> With the finalists, with the accolades of the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we'll find out tonight who the newest class members are. And I'm telling you, I got Everson Walls on the list here, and Everson could easily be <laughs> gonna, in this he, he, in this class, make it, right? Yeah, and so. you know what? And I don't think so. Wait, of- wait, wait. Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. I could be on that list for the past 15 years. Okay? <laughs> That's right. Let's be clear about That's that. That's right. So so I went through the whole list, and uh, and we'll get into it over the course of the next hour. And then I went to Everson's accolades. As Everson, he not only should should be in in this class, he should have been in 15 classes ago. That's it, brother. That, well, tell, preach to him, Bill. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Well, this I'm going to use you next time for my Team Walls campaign. There you go. Yeah. This would be a good year not to go in because you're probably not getting a knock at the door. Yeah, how are they doing it now? Well, they're going to announce it tonight at 8 o'clock on the so NFL the, Honors Show. So My understanding, that's when they're going to find because out. Because what they did last year, uh, they had, uh, inst- because of COVID, they couldn't have David Baker go everywhere, right. and it was all a virtual thing right. anyway. Uh, and so they would have uh, former, like... They did uh, it ahead of time. Well, they did it ahead of time, and right. I, I believe it was Roger who surprised Drew with it. And uh, they would have former players from their organization. A, a, yeah, a Central Hotel. 
They were at the Central Hotel. No, they did. No, it they was just a, in their hometown, wherever they, did they it live. Like a week ahead yeah, of time, or right. two weeks ahead of time, they filmed okay. it. Like they brought Drew into here, and that's when Roger snuck up behind them and and surprised them. Yeah, right, and, right. And there was a video. David of Baker. Like, that's, that's right. David right. Baker did all of them. David Baker did it. He did it, but he snuck up behind him while he was talking to Drew. Right. So. Right. But but I think Roger was there too. They would yeah. they had a former yeah, Roger. player that was there. So Baker, I thought you when you said Roger, Baker I was thinking Goodell. I oh said, no no, no stop it! No 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 my yeah. God, come on, Spec. <laughs> <laughs> so so Baker resigned. Baker resigned, correct? Yes, he retired. Yes, he, he did retire. retire. Stepped down. Yep. yep. So okay, so who's who who takes over now? I was reading up on it last night, and I never could figure out how they're doing it. I don't know if they named somebody to... There was was a reference to former players surprising uh, whoever the new members are. Oh, okay. And and maybe they're continuing that. I don't know. But but you're saying you're you're hearing that the... I I didn't hear... I I checked with PR, and they didn't sound like... You know, they were going to know who was getting in. Like, for instance, Demarcus Ware, who obviously is a finalist tonight, he won't know until everybody else knows. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe he knows, but we're not going to know. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Right. And I don't know if that they're flying. So are they out here in in the hotel? We'll find that out. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. Because of COVID. Hmm. Everything's because of COVID. Well, and the the uh, right LA LA's been cracking down on it for quite some time. You carrying so, your card around? Yeah, I can with believe you? that. There are a lot of events. <laughs> yes, laminated. By yes. the way. Yes. All right. Good. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to get into the Hall of Fame stuff on this edition of Mix Shots. Mickey, what else would you like to get into right off the top here? Well, there, it's been a while since we last convened. Ow. It was a week ago Monday, the Monday after the conference championship games is when we last got the together. The world could have ended and we wouldn't have been able to cover it, right? <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. it's. Uh, uh, so, wait, uh, how many people picked the Rams to be in the Super Bowl? Like back in August? No, I mean between us. Like, oh, you—you oh, you oh, are the only one. Everson, yeah. Let's give props. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Props that's to thought. Everson. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was just checking because you know it's been a while since I've seen you guys. And I just want to make sure I don't misspoke. Mis-speak. Yeah, that's right. So yes. sorry. He yeah. uh, Everson had the Rams versus. I don't think you picked the Bengals, no, did you? I think everybody had the Chiefs. I did not. Yeah. Okay. No, I did not. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the show, we will make our picks for the Super Bowl, although I haven't given it much thought. Uh, and they've won the game I so mean, I, resoundingly. I, I, we may have already, you know, we, we, might already, we might already have gone over it, but I, I just so disappointed in how I just thought this year, you know, when you look at how everything went, came about, no one went into the playoffs with momentum the way we always think that they should. You know, anyone that did have momentum, they went out in the first round. And so, you know, we start to talk about the inconsistencies coming from the Cowboys. Well, hell, everybody was inconsistent going into the playoffs. So when you look at that, you just think about just how close the Cowboys could have come to, to at least going to the Super Bowl this year with all of the uh, mishaps during the season, the inconsistencies from every team, every, every big player. You know, no one had a streak going in except for the doggone kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Otherwise, <laughs> everyone was inconsistent in their play. And that's why. And this could have been our year, guys. This could have been our year. And that's why I keep getting asked the question, especially on some radio things I do, about what's the difference between, you know, the Cowboys and these teams that are in the Super Bowl. And so it makes me pause because exactly what you said about no one streaked into the playoffs, right? Uh, the fact that they had home field advantage, it's like, well, guess what? Green Bay lost at home. Tampa Bay lost at home. <laughs> Tennessee lost at home, right? Tell me the teams that uh, had home field advantage that survived. Can, you said Kansas, Kansas City. City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Kansas City lost at yeah. home, right? So, um, yeah, home field advantage this year didn't mean squat uh, in, in, in these playoffs. Uh, now the Rams end up winning at home over San Francisco, but, but they Fran went, went to Tampa to win right. the previous one. And San Francisco won their games on the road to get to the game. So, yeah, it, the, look to me, and, and I think Everson pointed this out last Monday, if I could remember that far back. It's like, okay, what you know, <laughs> I, other than not scoring enough points, you know, what was the difference between the Cowboys moving on and being sent home? Teams made plays at times they had to make plays, and the Cowboys didn't. And to me, that was the difference. No matter how poorly they played on the offensive line, how poorly they ran the football, the defense at the end, you know, everybody, you know, tapped and patting the defense on the back. But in the game that counted in the playoffs, when they had two opportunities to get uh, San Francisco off the field in the fourth quarter after they came within six points, they allowed San Francisco to hog the ball for like six and a half minutes in two possessions. Couldn't get them off the field. And by the time they got them off the field, what was their uh, 13 seconds left or whatever? Forget the end of the game. How about the beginning of the game? Yeah. The whole quarter. How about the how about the first drive of the game, right? Where it was eleven yards a, a play. For you know, everybody's like, "Well, they San did Francisco. great. They held and, them and to twenty-three points. You should be I, able I could, to win." And I no. could I could handle that though. I could I could I could handle giving it up at the beginning of the game because even though, just like you, you spoke about Spags, at the end of the game we still had a chance. Having said all of that. You know, we still had a chance to win that game. We still tried to show up and give our, ourselves a, a chance to score on at least the last play. 25-yard line. When it's all said and done, we're still looking at the 25-yard line. Right. So that's what I'm talking about but, with inconsistencies. It happened to everyone. No, and no. the difference was, the difference was, was the matchups that we had on the field. Their guy whipped our guy. It had nothing to do with strategy. Okay, that was just all about guys not being able to beat the guy in front of them. That was at the end. That's when you talk about those last two drives, Spags. Don't don't put yourself in position where you have to come back in a game. How about how about right. being ready to play right out no of doubt. the right out of the shoot? And uh, and McCarthy alluded to it in the press conference the day after the game. We're he mentioned, even though he said he first said they they seem was it nervous? They had angst is and what he changed it yeah, to. Anxiety, yeah, or yeah. Something. and yeah. and don't don't have angst. <laughs> Be yeah. ready to play, you know. And uh, I mean, it showed right from the start. I mean, you go back to the uh, nineteen ninety four NFC Championship game. Yeah, the Cowboys. You know, Troy Aikman played what a lot of people consider uh, maybe the best game he ever played in his career. But don't fall behind twenty one to nothing to start the game.
you yeah. know? Yeah, right. no, absolutely. And and so, yeah, hey, so you know answering they need, the, they need their own boom box. Yes, just like that's right. Need a need boom, boom box. Right. And it gets yeah, back to speaking. Maybe they'll take the angst out of it. Speaking of Aikman, you know, Elway was known throughout his career, all these comebacks. Well, I remember uh, Troy, um, you know, people would talk about Troy that, well, you know, Troy doesn't have those comebacks. Whatever. Well, that's because they were ahead the whole game, you know? And so don't put yourself in position <laughs> where you have to have all these fourth quarter comebacks. Don't have angst. Mm-hmm. Just go look at the Olympics, right? You know who doesn't? Don't start your event with angst. <laughs> you know who doesn't have angst, though? <laughs> One of the quarterbacks in this Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, he doesn't have angst when he goes out on He's the field. He's a little different. Yeah, He's that's right. He's a little different. That's right. So and and, and, and I, I wonder how many turtlenecks he has in his in his closet. Yeah, right. <laughs> and gold chains. I guess he wears. That's his game uniform. And uh-huh. sunglasses. You know, he's like Tiger on Sunday. Yeah, he likes Tiger on Sunday. That's that's his go kick ass uh, outfit. That's you know what? what I, since you brought up outfits and you brought up the Bengals, uh, when I saw the video of them getting off their bus and going into the hotel for the first time, the first person that I recognized right away. Cheeto. No, it was. Frank Pollock, mm. the Cowboys' former offensive line coach, that they sent packing unceremoniously for, sent out for Paul Alexander, Paul Alexander, trade of offensive line who lasted seven games before they fired him, and and Frank Pollock ended up going to Cincinnati, then the Jets, and then back to Cincinnati, uh, and here he is in the in the in the Super Bowl, yeah. But I saw him. I was like, and you know, oh, you I know can't that tell guy. me that everyone saw this coming, though. When you look at how Cincinnati started, oh no, uh, you yeah. look at how amazing Chase is playing right now. This guy plays his butt off, especially the last ten games of the season. If you recall, when he first started, he got to camp, and even in the first game of the season, this guy's dropping balls all over the place. They were they weren't looking at him as a bust. But they were surely wondering if there was really something wrong with him to where he kept dropping all of these easy, catchable balls. And now you look at him, he's one of the most dynamic players, always was the most dy- one of the more dynamic players. But now he's, show- he's known for his consistency during the big moments of the ball game. That's a total turnaround right there. Well, you want another total turnaround? What was the perception when the Rams made the trade for Matthew Stafford? What was the perception of Stafford? Well, he wasn't good enough. He can't carry a team. He's only been to the playoffs three times, and you know the, the they Detroit lost all three games. And now, 13th year in the league, he's got his team in the playoffs. So, what's the difference, right? You think he's got a better team with him right now? It's not just all of a sudden he decided, oh, I know how to play this game. All this crap about quarterbacks got to put teams on their back. And if you're making this much money, then you should have your team in the Super Bowl. Well, it depends on who else you're playing with. He didn't just automatically get better. He's the same quarterback. He's got a better team along with him. That's also, uh, that's my mix he, shot he was day. almost trying to prove, hey, hey, Spags, he was almost proving everyone wrong about how this was a mistake. I'd say about a month before the season was over, you know, he's throwing pick sixes left and right. Well, he tried to throw so one he in the championship game. <laughs> <laughs> he, he truly did. His he team wouldn't did. let him lose. Chikwaski Tart <laughs> dropped one. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, uh, Mickey, what do you got on your legal pad there? Oh, I've got lots. I got Pro Bowl. I got Cowboys. Everybody's trying to cut this team and get rid of players. So for salary cap reasons, and I see all these lists out there. Of, yeah, you can cut this guy and save this, but they're not. They're not considering the dead money in these contracts that you've got to account for, right? Yeah, you can count. You can, uh, you know. Say okay, well, if I if I let Demarcus Lawrence go and I don't have to deal with his nineteen million dollar base salary, well, I can save seven seven million dollars. Well, no, because there's nineteen million in dead money in his contract. So what you're telling me is that the Cardinals are not trading Kyler Murray to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott? Yeah, I <laughs> wait. You saw that? Don't tell yes. me. Yes, yes. There was there was a report out there that who wrote that that Kyler, Kyler wants to that. come to Dallas and play for the Cowboys. Well, the only way that would happen would be if the <laughs> the quarterback is leaving here. Go check out that the cap ramifications on that. Well, I think I I think I wrote it down. Uh, oh, I didn't write the the nonsense down of what the cap hit would be, but it would be like seventy million dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what what everybody's got what everybody's that's got to be a record. Yeah, what everybody's missing here is the Cowboys. All they need to do is restructure a couple of these contracts like they did last year. They're going to do that again this year with Dak. He's got a $20 million uh, base salary, and he's got a $34.4 million cap hit. Well, if you look at what they did last year, uh, they ended up uh, with re- redoing his base salary down to $6.25 million. And so they take the money, they pay him in a restructure bonus, and they divide it over the length of the contract. So say he's got five years left, and they and they gave him a $20 million restructure bonus. Well, now it's only uh, $4 million a year that's got to account for. And you're thinking, okay, for five more years, Dak's probably my quarterback, right? The contract says that. So that's what they've got to do with his contract. That's what they got to do with Demarcus Lawrence's contract. Uh, maybe even Zach Martin to save some money to get under the cap so they can start uh, dealing in free agency. They don't need to start cutting people because you start cutting people, then, and, and, and the other thing you got to consider is the cap's going to go up next year a lot because the new TV contract is coming into play. So next year meaning 2023. 20... Okay. Not this year, next year. Oh, and, okay. And, so, okay. and okay. so when you take this restructured contract and you give them the signing bonus and then you spread it over the life of the contract, there's the the increase of the salary cap which was hasn't happened over these last couple of years because of covid is going to get back to normal and you'll be able to absorb those uh, those uh, ex- that, that extra money, the restructure bonuses in, in people's contracts. So that's what they got to do. If you look at, uh, for example, uh, Zach Martin, his base salary this year is 11.84 million. Well, last year, 
they ended up converting 9.4 million of his base salary into restructure bonus and they cleared seven million dollars in space that's what they've got to start doing but you got to do it with guys that you feel like in three or four years they're still going to be here to absorb the the prorated uh, signing bonus that you gave these guys to lower their base salaries but that's what they've got to do you don't want to start cutting everybody because you start cutting people and it's like okay Cut to Marcus Lawrence, who's starting a defensive end, because you don't have any guarantee that you're going to re-sign Randy Gregory, right? And, and, and you don't have any guarantee you're going to go into the draft and find another Mike, Micah Parsons to play defensive end for you. And you got enough trouble at linebacker right now. you got enough trouble you need help on the offensive line. You start cutting people, then you're creating more needs for a team – uh, that's going to lose a lot of free agents. They got 24 guys that are in some form of free agency, uh, and, and you can't keep them all. It's not going to happen. This will not be the same team as it was last year. That's why Jerry said, and I thought this was very, uh, you, you know, instructive. He, he said, if I could have the same team again with the same health. Uh, and the same statistics, I'd take them into the playoffs again next year. And, and again, but you're not going to have the same team. You're not going to have close to the same team next year. So just because you went and 12. And that's why this year right, was exactly. so important. And here was the, the timing was perfect in regards to contracts and keeping this team together. And here was the other thing uh, that he pointed out, and I had already written this uh, the week before uh, until – uh, something happened and I had to rewrite my column. I said, well, this will save. This team was as healthy as you can expect for a team to be at the end of the season. And Jerry pointed out that his biggest disappointment was that we wasted a healthy team and not advancing in the playoffs. And if you think about it, from the guys you projected at the start of the season, save Jalen Smith because they moved on from him, the guys that you projected as starter, the only one that wasn't available in the final in that playoff game was Michael Gallup. They had everybody else on the field healthy, ready to play, and you can't ask for more than that. And they wasted good health by not advancing in the playoffs and as we know there's no guarantee that you're going to be healthy again like this uh, that they were this past season next year look at what happened in 2020 look at all the guys they lost when they got to the end of the season at 20 that wasn't even the same team but this was the same team <laughs> hey and they actually got better defensively which is hilarious right they were at better the defensively during the end of the season yes without the starters so, well, well, that's the one that you mentioned was gone. What's uh, Jalen was gone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, and that was their choice. That's right. And All right. he wouldn't have been a starter anyway at that point in the season. All right, we got much to get to, and going to take our first time out here. And I wonder if Mickey is brushing up on his German when we come back yes. here on Mix Shots. <laughs> Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T, Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Post roofing and waterproofing. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now 214 225 4860 or go to www.kpostcompany.com. All right. Very good. How's Mickey? your roof? <laughs> I haven't been up there lately to that's, check it out. That's the best thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't go up there, don't, Bill. You no, already I, enough trouble. Uh, I'm not going there. <laughs> I haven't gone there in years. When's the last time you've been on the roof of your house? Uh, my old house, which was a one story, <laughs> which was 20 something years ago. Same for me. Uh, <laughs> all right. It is. Um, all right, Cowboys next year play at Jacksonville. Announcement comes yesterday from the NFL that the uh, league will play five regular season international games. Three of them will be played in London, and uh, one will be played in Mexico, and one will be played in Germany over the ne- course of the next four years. They Munich. Will- in Munich specifically next year. They'll play in Munich next year in 2023 in Frankfurt, then back in Munich and then in Frankfurt. So my question to you, Mickey Spagnola, is when I mentioned Jacksonville there, okay, they're scheduled to play at Jacksonville. Well, that obviously is uh, Jacksonville has a history of playing games in London, and it was announced yesterday that one of their games will be at Wembley Stadium next year. All right, what are the chances that the Cowboys have an international game this season? I'm going to check my passport to make sure it's up there to you date. Go. Let's go. <laughs> so which one do you think, How are you Jerry? I'm going to invite you, Spags. Yeah, well, I don't know. Let you on the plane, I may right? have to invite really myself. You're a lot, right? I have to invite myself. <laughs> Where right? would Jerry like to play? 
Oh, I'm sure he'd like to play that first game uh, in Germany, right? That's what I'm in thinking. Germany, yes. as, as, but, as important as the Mexico market is to the Cowboys, right. you still you you have that market. You've done that before. Yeah, let's go grab that Germany market. So, <laughs> but uh, you're you're uh, putting two and two and getting five together mm-hmm. with the uh, Wembley uh, since they've got to play Jacksonville and and that's who they played 8 years ago it was 2014. Uh, when the Cowboys been that long. played wow. Jacksonville, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we keep that's right. Joseph Randall was on the and team. We made we made <laughs> we made so many friends out there in, in London with that Cowboys fan club. It's like they keep asking, "When are you coming back? When are you coming back?" It's like, well, we want to come back. Um, that was a great trip, by the way. And it, if I remember correctly, we did, uh, and we only had I think at that time one podcast going. We did it uh, at a at a sports bar. Uh, like three or four nights in a row. Wow. And I don't think you guys, I bet with all the, the, the cowboy club out there and the fans, I didn't buy a beer the whole time. <laughs> I, and it's like I had hey, to. so wait a minute. What? So we, got, we have a chance to take uh, mix shots to Germany. This is what you're telling me. Well, I don't know if they're going to take five shows to. Well, here's the problem. Me, me you, and Bill. That's right. You're, you're telling me Absolutely. you and Bill have a chance. We are, we're part of the pod, podcast family now. We have a chance to be in Germany with the Cowboys. That's what you're telling me, right? Uh, it's it's a possibility. Possibility. Maybe. All right. Now, well, here's the here's the problem with a Germany <laughs> Cowboy game is okay. Jackson, unless Jacksonville is going to play more than one international game, right? Okay, and Jacksonville's already playing one in London. It would have to be a team the Cowboys are playing at that get to host the game in Germany, because Jerry's not giving up a, a home, home game. game, right? And by the way, and they have nine this this coming season. Yep, yep, nine home games. Uh, and the NFL has also said that every team in the league will play an international game over an eight-year period. Right. So you brought it up in the break. Let me present this. Okay. What if the Cowboys played in London and then stuck around in Europe and played, <laughs> played in, in Germany? Germany as well? <laughs> Get two of their road games taken care of in one fell swoop in Europe. I would imagine uh, Cowboys going on a world tour. Uh-huh. I would imagine the t- the second team they got to play would not be happy that the Cowboys didn't have to travel overseas for the game, right? <laughs> that they're, that already they're already set there, up shop right? There. Yeah, set up sort of like playing two games in a row. They did that year in uh, in California. Uh, I, you know, they're they but they've talked about the NFL eventually expanding to Europe. Well, this will be the test case for it, you can, where you can a team goes over there two weeks. and plays for two weeks there, yeah. which was the way the schedule would have to work out if you had an international team. So one game in Mexico, uh, one game in Germany, three in London, so that's five. Munich, and I think you mentioned they'll go Munich, Frankfurt, Munich, Frankfurt uh, for four years. They didn't specifically say Mexico City, but right. No, no, it's uh, go- they did? I did say okay. it's at... Uh, where they played the preseason game, okay, the big stadium, Azteca, Azteca, Azteca Stadium, and then in in Munich they're playing at Allianz, Allianz, Alliance. I guess maybe it's Alliance. I don't know how Alliance. A L L I A N Z. Stop! 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 Anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, stop! I'm sorry. Just slow down, Spags. So yeah, okay. so that'll Go. be that'll be interesting. <laughs> the stadium. 
Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Douglas Barraclough just brought this in. Bayern Munich. Okay, that's where they'll be playing. That's the home of... That's a rather famous soccer club. That looks like Munchen. <laughs> that's not the way I wrote Munich down in my notes. <laughs> hey, you look like Munchkin. <laughs> have you been to Germany? I have not. I have been to Germany. I did a couple of NFL Europe games in Germany did back really? in 2004. Um, and did one game in Did you Col- get paid? Did you get paid? I, I actually did, did, did get paid. Clear? Yeah, did one game, uh, the Cologne Centurions. <laughs> Um, and in fact, in fact, Jim Tom Sula, who was the Cowboys defensive line coach, of course, last year, um, he was the defensive coordinator of Berlin Thunder. I did, I think, I did two Berlin Thunder games. I did one in Cologne and one in Berlin, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed. I bet. Yeah. So, but drink a beer. I, I did. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess I could. Should I tell you the story? You can tell it. You can tell it. I thought of this just the other day. Steve Berline did one of the games with me. He did the game, and it was a great game. Went right down mm-hmm. to the wire. It's somewhere it's nice. on YouTube. Nice. And uh, so it was on. It was on Mother's Day. And Berline had a great line, and this might have got him the job with CBS. Uh, it, you know, he's been mm-hmm. broadcasting for you know, ever since then for you know doing games for CBS and stuff. Didn't get me a job there, but um, <laughs> probably because he had this great line. Whoever was a quarterback for the Cologne team, he threw a game-winning touchdown pass, and there was a great shot of the mom and dad in the stands, and they just had tears. This shows how important. I mean, this was an NFL Europe game, and we look at these. Oh, that's a minor league, whatever. But for these guys trying to make it in the NFL, this was a quarterback. I don't even remember his name. I think he played at Michigan State. So he was a really good college quarterback. And he threw the game-winning touchdown pass. We show a shot of the parents in the stands. And they just got tears rolling down their cheek. And and, uh, and I said, what a Mother's Day for the mom, whatever. And then Berline said, I think that took care of Father's Day, too. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. It was 2004. And, uh, but not, not quite the same as winning a gold medal in the Olympics. But <laughs> right, right. When right. they show everybody crying here these last couple of days. But here it is. I mean, so that was 18 years ago. And, and, you know, at the time they were talking about, well, you know, Germany would love to have NFL football there. And, you know, know, of course, NFL Europe died shortly after that. And so now, finally, uh, the NFL is going to play a regular season game there. Very good. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Ready for it. All right. Uh, You had other things on your legal pad? Um, Yeah, let's see what we got here. Don't forget Pro Bowl. Don't forget Pro Bowl. Guys. Hey, you. Okay. Well, let's go there. Okay. Everson, what do you got on the Pro Bowl? I, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not either. I, I am not a fan. I'm sorry. I had I, it. I just couldn't. You know, as I as I watched it, I, I was uh, I had forgotten about uh, how the the tempo goes. I mean, you know, no one even goes to the ground. Mm-hmm. That kind of surprised me. And, I, I, you know, I haven't watched it in so long, I forgot that that's why I stopped watching it. You know, because it just really didn't make any sense. Why do you have all your pads on if you're not going to use them? They might as well come out uh, in, in the hats, you know, that you play seven on seven in. Play flag uh, football. otherwise, there's no, there's no contact. There's no contact. There's not even a resemblance of, of, of physical uh, contact anywhere in the game. 
It's ah man, that's a tough one. They got That's a tough. You I just, know what? I really don't like it. I, I made like it, it. I made it to halftime, and then I said, I'm not watching this foolishness. You know, they because they had all these you, these you gave bonuses. Them way too much time, man. I didn't yeah. watch any of it. They they had all these bonuses guys could earn, right? And it's like, well, they're they're so hollow. It's like. Who's going to be the defensive player of the game? Well, no one's playing defense, you know. And if you score a touchdown, you get this many points. And it's like, well, they're just letting you score. They're not playing. They got to go back. Look, the, the best thing they did, and I want to say it was Thursday night, the skills competition. Micah Parsons, world's yes. fastest human. Yeah. That's right. And and and, <laughs> and 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 that stuff was actually entertaining, right? It was there was so they yeah. all, all they need you know, the skills did, competition, all of the skills. Did you see? Did you yeah, watch them when they good. played dodgeball? That that was good stuff, right? I they were not. actually. I remember competing. years past watching it. Yeah, and and, and and I'll tell you what, Micah Parsons needs to throw a pass because you should have seen him throw the dodgeball. I mean, he was firing that thing. And, and, and I'm going. He's such a star. He can just. He can just. Th- he can do whatever. He's I mean, such right? a bully. That's what he is. Yeah. I could just see him knocking kids out when he was in elementary school uh-huh. playing dodgeball. That's right. No, yeah. that's, he's just a big bully. I bet. But yeah, but he's got he's got such a natural charisma about him. He's just he's going to be a well he already is. But he's a superstar. How about speaking? I I knocked out my best friend playing dodgeball in elementary school. <laughs> You did? They you want you won a dodgeball smash. Here, you know what happened? That's Here's how they, we were in the in the gymnasium, right? Tile floor at that time. And uh, they started the dodgeball he played with basketball wait, on tile floor. With what one, a what a detail to remember. What wait, wait. So they started the game off with one ball and they put it at the middle and then you had to have one person from each team run to get the ball, right? Kick it. Right, and you mm-hmm. whoever kicked it to their team got it right. Well, we got there at the same time, and I ran into him, and he hit his head on the on the floor. <laughs> I didn't knock him out, but he had to he had to go sit down for a while. That's <laughs> so not that's, that's not funny, default, Mickey. It, it's funny now. <laughs> they think little old me, right? Um, when you hear that story, you think, ball, hey, but here, but here's here's like what the Pro Bowl to you. <laughs> Do what now? Uh, here, here's what the here's here's what the Pro Bowl reminds me of, guys. I remember we played the last game at Candlestick. You know, you got all these old guys out there, Jerry Rice out there acting a fool, just tr- trying to relive his glory days. And by the way, Spags, you're talking about the the floor. It was on it was on natural grass, so we won natural <laughs> grass, right? And so uh, I just wanted to make sure that detail was was brought out. And so the last part of the game, Eddie DeBartolo is in. Oh, Eddie DeBartolo is in the game. And they give him the ball, and, you know, I, he had, I think he was up for the Hall of Fame or something. So we just kind of let him score as we, you know, you know, fell down behind him and, you know, didn't even make it look good. It was very comical. That's what the Pro Bowl looks like to me when the running back gets a ball. It's, it's just no one's touching him. You know, you assume that the touch is made. You know, otherwise, it's just pretty, it's pretty comical. That's what it looks like to me. It, yeah. it was it was just a notch. I'm not going to even say it was a notch above. It was right there with what they showed leading up to that Pro Bowl game. It was women's flag football. <laughs> did you watch any of that? Lingerie I, I, League. That's what. It, no, I did no, not watch it. I saw some highlights. I saw highlights. You see Let's some highlights. Like I. <laughs> 
What are you going to say about it, Mickey? I, I just, that was sort of like the Pro Bowl. I tweeted it about it. You and, did. and I think it's a very good thing, Mickey. It is. I do think. And now, I, seriously, I think uh, I, 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 I thought it was a high school deal. But it wasn't. No, it was, these, okay. were, these were teams. All right, because the Cowboys actually partnered with Fort Worth ISD yes. this past yes. week, and Demarcus Ware was there at uh, AT and T Stadium last weekend, and they—I don't know if it was a clinic or whatever—is an introduction. Did you get of, an interview with them? I I didn't wasn't there, but we did as a TV station. We did. I need and, that interview. Okay, you can have it. Uh, but uh, I think I really do think this that. Um, uh, whether it's seven-on-seven seven, flag football, whatever they want to call it, uh, at the high school level, at varsity as a varsity sport is going to get approved and it's going to take off and it's going to be very popular for, amongst for, girls for females. Yeah, for girls, okay. girls, girls flag football. Basically, uh, I think it's going to really take off. I mean, that's just the uh, people love the football, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, and there's there are really good uh, female athletes who are who will excel at it, in my opinion, once they start playing it. So well, anyway, they, they that's found, just my opinion. They found quarterbacks. Yep. Didn't find enough receivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I want to talk Hall of Fame when we come back. Yes. Okay. We're going. We're going. I'm going to elect the Hall of Fame. This 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 class. Okay. I've got my <laughs> submissions coming up next, and we're going to uh, read the rest of uh, Mickey's legal pad here when we come back on mix shots in just a moment. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back, back to mixed Shots. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you'll see 
every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and find the perfect SLR lens for you. See more, do more, SLR. Okay, uh, we're going to get into the Hall of Fame. We're going to go into our Super Bowl picks. we got so much to cover here in the last 16 minutes of this edition of uh, Mix Shots. But it has been a week and a half since we last got together. There's so much that has happened in the meantime since then, including one of the biggest retirements in the history of the National Football League. And uh, I think we we need to talk about that uh, to kick off this last segment of this week's show. Don't you think so, Mickey? Anybody surprised that Tom Brady decided? I am not talking about Tom Brady. One of the biggest retirements Uh, in the history of the National Football League. Rich Dalrymple. Rich Rich Dalrymple is stepping aside. He is retiring uh, after so many, three decades here with the Cowboys. Let me tell you, 10 more seasons than Tom Brady. There you go. That's right. 32 32 years. Came here in 1990. Uh, from the University of Miami. So it was the year after Jerry Jimmy, and Jimmy got here. Jimmy brought his PR or his sports information director from the University of Miami with him the next year. Uh, and so think about this. I, I, it, it occurred to me when I used one of this note in my mix shots last night. From 1971 to 2021, 50 years, 51 seasons. The Cowboys have only had three PR directors. Doug Todd, 18 seasons. Greg Aiello, who had been here 10 years as an assistant, won before he became the head PR guy in the NFL. And then Rich Dalrymple for 32 years, 32 seasons. Mm. So uh, only three guys. he was the guys. coolest guy ever. He, look, he looks as cool as Joe Burrows in shades. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I first met Rich uh, when he was the sports information director at, at Miami. And I had gone down there to cover a regular season game, uh, had gone down there to cover the Orange Bowl when they beat Oklahoma, I believe, uh, that one year for the national championship game. And uh, mm-hmm. we don't need I, to pause on that. Yeah, keep right. going. <laughs> and uh, I just thought I'd bring that up. And so when he got keep here, moving fast. I was kind of <laughs> I, I was kind of familiar with him when he showed up in 1990. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a long run for him. And uh, my understanding was he just decided that it was time. And think about it, not, you know, while he was the PR director for the Dallas Cowboys, one of his main jobs was Jerry Jones. And so that was a 24-hour-a-day job, right? Uh, you know, just making sure everything was straight. So, uh, yeah. So. I'll tell you what, uh, Rich, Rich and I uh, actually had uh, a lot of close contact when they had me up for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jerry and, and uh, Rich, they kind of put the Cowboys' resources behind me. I always make a joke about Team Walls. Well, yeah, Rich Dalrymple was part of Team Walls. Uh, you know, we had a little game plan, we had a little campaign going, uh, and Rich was kind of uh, at, the, at the forefront of that. And so that was uh, very surprising. And you, you got to find out just really how personable he is, you know, because he walks around, you know, looking... Uh, 
very important for lack of a better term. <laughs> but uh, when you when you when you look at uh, you know when you actually get to talk to him, you know he's really a very very cool guy. Really a very cool guy. I was surprised because his demeanor kind of says otherwise. Yeah, he's a good guy to have a beer with. Yeah, he is. That's very true. And uh, so, happy retirement life, yes, Rich Dalrymple. And uh, okay, Hall of Fame. Uh, the well, the honors show is tonight. So, M- Michael Parsons will be your. They break it down to defensive rookie of the year, or just rookie of the year. No, defensive rookie of the year, right. offensive rookie of the year. And by the way, just to give you a little, and I don't know how much this means, NFL.com had a 29-person panel that they voted on. I think seven of the awards, and the only one that came out unanimous was Micah Parsons getting all 29 votes for NFL rookie, wow. defensive rookie of the year. Okay. So, so that's a slam dunk, it's going to so happen. So that looks like that's going to happen. Uh, and the only other Cowboy player in the seven categories they voted on uh, was Dak Prescott, uh, for comeback. comeback player of the year. I think he got. Wow, he made it. So huh? we already know the results? No, no, this oh, is okay. NFL.com. Okay. Oh, they were just panel. doing it. They were okay. just doing it as okay. a staff. Oh, oh, oh. And, because, uh, because Burroughs is definitely stepping up his game. And, is it based uh, just on I regular season right or playoffs? Well, I, I, it depends when, when, on when, when did they the voting. Vote, when, when they vote. When yeah. did the voting take Yeah, Because well, the most valuable player is just regular season. Yeah, right. So uh, I, I, would, s- I would think it's just regular season. Uh, Dak, so, okay. Dak, Dak ended up getting, uh, uh, I think, three votes for comeback. Burrow won it uh, in a landslide. And, but their vote was taken and, after the regular and season. And Micah got one vote for defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Okay. T.J. Watt okay. got 20-some, twenty, 20 and Aaron Donald got, I think, okay. seven, something like that. Okay. So that just to give you an idea of what some right. people were thinking. So that's going on tonight and during the show tonight, which is I can't remember which network's carrying it, but it might be NBC since they got the game, but I, I thought, don't know. I thought it was ABC. Okay, we'll go with ABC. All right, uh, check your local channels. Yes, please. Uh, local listings. Don't miss it because of me. <laughs> All right, Hall of Fame finalists. Yes. Here they are. Okay, I've got it broken down by positions here. And so if you go defensive lineman, Former Cowboy DeMarcus Ware in his first year of eligibility. Jared Allen in his second year of eligibility. Richard Seymour, his fifth year. And Bryant Young, his tenth year of eligibility. Linebackers. Former Cowboy, Zach Thomas. You got Patrick Willis and Sam Mills. Okay, your DBs. Rondé Barber and Leroy Butler. Offensive tackles, Willie Anderson and Tony Boselli. And receivers, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, and a special teams, uh, well, you, you could call it, he's listed as a wide receiver, kick, he's a kick returner, though, and he's first year of eligibility, and I've got him going in in his first year of eligibility. That would be the great Devin Hester. Right. So, so how many of those? Okay, you got five of them going in, right? Five. Yeah. 
five of these finalists as, will go in. Because you got many, the others. That's that, as many as as many as five. Right. Okay. When I was when I was in when I was in when I was up for it that one year, Tory Holt was also up for it. He didn't make it. Uh, what's the offensive line? Baselli. Baselli. Yep. He. He he was up for it when I was up for it. I think that was guys. This is about five years ago. These guys are still. Yep. Holt is in his eighth year of eligibility. Two. I think it's the third. Mm-hmm. Give me give me another one, uh, uh, Bill. Uh, Reggie Wayne uh, is in his third year. Uh, with. Richard Seymour. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, no. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Butler. Leroy Butler. No, uh, the uh, Barber. Barber. Rondé Barber. Barbara was up when I. So was, what year uh, was that? What year was that, Everson? I believe that was five years ago. Okay, guys. so Barber's in it. So Barber, that would have been probably his first year of eligibility in because I think he's in yeah, his fifth yeah. year of eligibility right now. So you just read off the names. Man. So what what do you think the chances are Demarcus Ware getting voted in tonight? I think it's sh- it's pretty high and it should be high. You know what's interesting I is I, I think I think he should go in myself. And I, I think, in fact, I got my five off of this list. I've got DeMarcus Ware and Jared Allen going in. And, and I'm not predicting this is going to happen. If I'm just saying after taking a cursory glance at the credentials of all of these guys this morning, these are the five that I came up with. DeMarcus Ware, Jared Allen, Devin Hester, Reggie Wayne, and I've got Zach Thomas. Hmm. If you look at Zach, I'm not saying he's going in. He's not going to get voted in. Right. Okay, I, I guarantee you he's not going in. Okay, I, I say that. And we're talking seven Pro Bowls, five time first first time All Pro, a first team All Pro, 1,720 tackles in his career. Uh, 17 interceptions, 17 force. Uh, you you match him against the other guys, uh, and those are some good numbers. Bro. Yeah, right. all of those are real good right. numbers, especially for a linebacker. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 1720 tackles in 184 games. Now, of course, we saw him at the very end of his career here in Dallas for one season in 08, right. and, and what he did in in Miami. I, and I I didn't go into this thinking at all that Zach Thomas would be in my final five, and then I'm like, you know what? He's on the all-decade team. I mean, he's got, a, I think, a really good case, but I don't think he'll go in. I must admit I was influenced by what I saw here in Dallas. Right. It's good that you mentioned that, Bill, because that does influence me. But if you look back at his early years, you're looking at a Sean Lee type of player, mm. undersized, very smart. He played with aggression even though he was – and he just really didn't get hurt as much as Sean Lee did either, so he was a little bit more stout. Mm-hmm. I like that. Jared Allen. Okay, where oh, versus wait, Allen? Wait, wait, that's the thing. Wait, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. What? Give me his numbers in sacks, guys. You got 136. He's got 136 sacks, and Ware's got 138 and a half. Uh, in fact, it's Ooh, almost man. identical numbers. Uh, now, Jared Allen. Uh, what are we looking at? He's he, he came into the year into the league uh, one. Well, he's same number of years in the league as where twelve years in the league. He was uh, with Kansas City for four years, Minnesota for six years, and then finished up uh, his last year in Chicago and Carolina. Okay, where did he ever get a Super Bowl? 
He did not. He did not. That's the one difference between Ware and Allen is that Ware has a Super Bowl ring and Allen doesn't. Well, and also Ware's got nine Pro Bowls. Allen's got five. They both have four first-team All-Pro selections. Um, all right. Ware played 178 games. Uh, well, I don't have Allen's games. But anyway, 136 sacks for Allen, 138 and a half for Ware, 657 tackles for Ware, 643 tackles for Allen. Uh, let's see, 31 forced fumbles for Allen, 35 forced fumbles for Ware. Uh, 171 wow, tackles on. for That's kind of creepy, Bill. 100, 100, <laughs> uh, uh, how about this one? 171. Well, he's reading it wrong again, Spad. Yeah, yeah, right? He's yeah. Wrong one, again, 100, 171 <laughs> tackles for loss for Ware. 171 tackles for loss for Allen. No way. Two, lying, 229, 229 quarterback well, stop, hits stop, for Ware. 228 for Allen. Uh-uh. Oh come on, man! Come okay, on. Okay, Wikipedia is no, wrong. No I'm sorry. No he was he was cross-eyed <laughs> when he was reading that stuff. But but Everson, what what Bill uh, is very humbly not telling you is that in 2005, when the Cowboys had the 11th pick in the draft, uh, we both predicted that they were going to draft Demarcus Ware, and they listened to us. And we both predicted he would be a first ballot Hall of Fame. That's right. <laughs> and not only that, then we predicted that with the second I, I pick think, at I number think they may 20. I listened to Bill. I don't know if they listened oh, to Bill. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> and it, with the second pick, we figured they would take Marcus Spears, and they did, too. That's right. And, we, and, wow. and if Parcells was making the call, he would have taken Spears first, and, and who knows what not, he would have been left with. would not have 20. gotten DeMarcus Ware. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. That's right. That's right. You know the funny thing about that when But guys, when you when you think about when you think about this how they pick for the Hall of Fame, and that's where I'm going to beg to differ with you Bill on your on who you think's going to make it. For some reason wide receivers they just don't get the love no, no. because I think they look at them as Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, what I was going to say, I wasn't predicting what's going to happen. That that's if I was picking, that's who, who I would have picked. Uh-huh. So okay, yeah, but they don't—they don't really pick wide receivers, right? You know, like like T.O. It took him a while to get in. You know, you had some really good receivers. Um, I think Chris Carter took a while to get in, if you mm-hmm. recall. Yeah, I mean, these are guys who were quality receivers that represented the, the, the league well, okay. and yet uh, they seem to be uh, not a priority as a as a group as a unit. They right. don't seem to be a priority so, to be voted. So of in. these four, and I'm going to throw Hester into the group, even though he's a kick returner. Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. Which uh, which of those four should go in? You think? I'm saying Hester I'm gets a to- in. I'm a, I'm a- Hester gets in because of special teams. He's not got exactly 20 return touchdowns in his career. Not exactly a wide receiver, and right. I think Tory Holt. You got Holt. And and not that much competition either, Spags, uh, from other uh, return special teams guys. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on, on uh, Hester. And I think Holt as well. I think just from a personal standpoint, you know, sometimes, you know, guys got to get in. The other guys, the other satisfying thing about the year, that five years ago when I was up for it, you had two guys that went in that it was very satisfying, you know, whether you make it or not, if you're a fan of football, uh, Kramer went in that year, and so did Robert Brazil. 
Those are two guys that have been really on that list of it's a shame that they're not in list. And uh, they got in that year five years ago. So hopefully someone who's been, you know, toiling for quite some time we might, might be able to finally get some satisfaction. Well, and let's also add that the senior finalist is Cliff Branch. And usually at this point in the seniors category, they kind of somewhat rubber stamp that one. Right. Uh, and then the contributor, Art McNally, the old official, right, who ended up being upstairs. Yeah. Is okay. that right? Right? Yeah. And then uh, for yes. the coach, yes. for the coach, Dick Vermeil. And they, they've got a vote on – I mean, they sort of got a vote on all those guys. I talked to Dick Vermeil one time. It was uh, pretty formal. Uh, we were both at uh, urinals. <laughs> uh, Did he cry? <laughs> Y'all, good one. No, he yeah. didn't Chris, cry, but we, that's a good one. We, we almost we almost shook hands. And we we kind of just pumped fists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and who's going to win the Super Bowl? We're out of time. Who's going to win? Rams, man. Rams can't lose at home. Cincinnati's good, but you know, do they have do they have that much momentum? I think Aaron Donaldson is going to go off in this game. He will not allow them to lose. I, 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 I'm picking the Rams, but I got this. And, and, Vaughn, and Vaughn Miller. And Vaughn Miller. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vaughn Miller. I'm picking the Rams, mm-hmm. but I've got this tugging notion. It's like just Joe nagging gonna at do me something. that Burrow's going to do something and, mm-hmm. and they're going to survive. You know, there's no way they should be in this game. He got sacked. Period. Nine times nine against times, Tennessee. But not only sacked nine yes, times, he yes. got hit 13 times trying to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And they still won. Mm-hmm. Are they firing everybody in Tennessee? Because when the Cowboys lose one, they're firing everybody, right? <laughs> Including the owner, the general no, manager. No, no. The coach got an extension just yesterday. I, th- it, I think Tennessee's – I think they've been to conference championship they've games. They've been Mickey. before? Yeah. Okay. Here that recently. counts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I guess I'll pick the Rams, too. Matthew Stafford. From Highland Park. Highland You're going Park against Mixon and P. Ryan. You're going against Mixon. Okay, and all right. You can convince me otherwise. Me? Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll go with the Bengals the then. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll go with Cincinnati then. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so I've got Cincinnati, and you two have the Rams. Yeah. And we're going to convene again right. next Thursday. And if you ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not. You're not. I will. Solid on them Rams. So you, huh? you got a score for us, Everson? Hey, go Highland Park. Go Highland Park. <laughs> That's the first time I think I've ever said that in my entire life, being from Hamilton Park. You know how Let much say that. You know, uh, the last time Matthew Stafford won a championship was in 2005, and uh, they, Highland Park won the state championship game. You know what the final score was? 24-21. 59 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're lying. 59, 59 to nothing. Yep. So, all right. So that does it so for this wasn't, this wasn't baseball. It's a shutout. That's pretty good. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so that does it for this edition of Mix Shots. And I guess next week uh, we'll be convening for a scouting combine preview. It's almost scouting combine time. I mean, this we're already Valentine's Day is is Monday. Okay, 
So it's going to be and like the, the 17th. It, we're only going to have 10 or 11 days left in uh, February. In February. And by I the, think the combine starts the 1st of March, Okay, if I remember but, correctly. Uh, I March 1st. I believe March the, 1st, the, the yeah. franchise tag decisions are being made. 16th, I want to say. But is. but as far as tendering contracts and, oh, and offers and that sort next. of thing. yeah. Which, by the way, if you're March 8th wondering, the franchise, the franchise tag for a wide receiver is $18.5 million. The tight end is 11, and defensive ends are $17.5 million. I just happened to write a couple of those down. What's it for a punter? I didn't write that. <laughs> I think it's five million. All right. Okay. There's so much to get to. This off season kicks off as soon as the Super Bowl ends, right? Uh, yeah, and all the rumors will start flying yep, for free that's right. agency. That's right. All right. We'll talk at you again next week here on Mix Shots. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend, Everson. All right, you guys too. And I will have to say, go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!